on this episode of Why Watch That. And Burnham, Captain, Commander, who knows, number one, number nothing, whatever she is, played by Sonequa Martin-Green. The opening scene, a man goes into a building, I won't tell you what kind, and starts shooting people up. I said, pause, I'll come back. <laughs> I oh, said, wait a minute. Because he was getting shot too, but he kept going. It ain't the coin everybody's talking about getting, I tell you that. You don't want any one of these Tanta coins. <laughs> tell you that. She's not going as an actor because you and I are actors. We know you can be in a moment and go, ooh, I have a good cry coming. That's not her thought. <laughs> and you know it, you know it, ref. You've been in scenes with actors, you go, you're milking it. Yeah. You are not here with me as a scene right. partner. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. While nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, Watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Well, we have a bit of a mishmash. (laughs) Poopery. Oh. This and that. Yes, kaleidoscope. Uh, miscellaneous, yes, there you go. All of that, <laughs> of, of things that we've got a chance to take a look at. Um, we have a season finale. Um, bye-bye for now, but it's coming back. Yeah. A series premiere, a TV movie, and a first look feature. Wow. So uh, it's a lot happening, I know, but <laughs> we wanted to give you a little variety. Oh. Because... My God, don't we need it at this time? We need some. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, we won't get into that. Mm. But let's first start with saying goodbye to season three of Star Trek Discovery. Now, this is on CBS All Access. You cannot watch it on CBS. Don't even try it. Mm. But if you get CBS All Access realize that you get this great bundle, this package. So some of us earlier on, I think you had a CBS All Access Mm -hmm. um, uh, subscription. And at that point, you could only get CBS All Access original content and then whatever they offered on CBS would possibly show up. Now you get access to Paramount um, Network. You get uh, access to BET. You get like, it's really like um, Peacock. (laughs) <laughs> or HBO Max. Yeah. Or maybe maybe more HBO Max, you know, like mm-hmm. or maybe not even that. What am I what am I maybe like I don't know. 
Hulu. I, it's it, it's a big package yeah. kind of subscription. Yeah. So um, you really do get a lot more bang for your buck. And this critic was one of the first original CBS All Access um, offerings, and you've been a very very big fan of it. Um, it, it, for you, uh, we really live vicariously through you watching it. It's <laughs> already been renewed for season four. Yeah. Uh, and you have some opinions about season three. That's right. And in, in this season at the beginning, after season two, hey, the whole uh, forget universe, the, I don't know, maybe multiverse was in trouble. And Burnham, Captain, Commander, who knows? Number one, number nothing, whatever she is, played by Sonequa Martin-Green, was the spearhead, along with someone she knows very well, I won't tell you who, who shuttled the whole crew of the Discovery forward 900 years. That was to save the universe. Okay? Now, where, where did they land, figuratively, in what What's going on in this new time? Well, it ain't what they expect. First of all, she lost her crew. They had to get back together. Oh, yeah. Then what's going on with, um, you know, all the people that they were with? What, mm. what What's happening? Because, you know, you try to find what you used to have with the Federation. What is the Federation in this future? Because an event happened that changed everything for space travel, for relations between different species and planets and so on. It was a major event that was devastating and it split apart, Starfleet and so on. So of course, Burnham can't stand for that. So you gotta get down to the bottom of this and piece all of this together. And by the end of the season, we do see the cause of this event. And it ain't what you think. And the cause of this event is also connected to even more danger for Starfleet, for the Discovery crew, and so on. There might be someone who wants to take things over, but why and how it will it succeed? Well, you know, mm. it's Star Trek, so you know what's going to happen. Now, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they are in the plot moving it forward, ref. And, you know, this is the year of objective for me. We got to go after something. Thank you. This show rivals the best. They have great action sequences. It's exciting. You want to watch it. You go, oh, I'm at home watching this on my big screen TV. Great. Thank you. This is what I'm here for. But the thing about Star Trek we know is they always have social relevance. Yeah. They always have to pull in diversity and all of that. That is Star Trek, as it should be. But a trap is to think that is the end and forget the plot. Mm -hmm. So when you have relationships where you are dealing with diversity, you cannot let that slow things down and have us being a holding, holding pattern. No, those relationships must still serve the plot. And that is what they lost in this season. I think they did the worst job of that of the three seasons. Now I'm still a viewer, a loyal one of this show, and I will continue to watch. But I just knew at the end, ref, it didn't, I didn't feel that excitement for season four at the end because they had some hiccups. Now, it wasn't bad, but in comparison to season one and two, season mm -hmm. two, they just lost a bit of that spice. But I hope in season four, they'll get it back going. Well, there you have it. We'll see it again soon.
Yeah. Hopefully. Now, uh, 30 Coins is on HBO, and it comes to us from HBO Europe in Spain. Ooh. So we're, we're reading subtitles, I'm assuming. We are. And, and the first couple of episodes were premiered, and you got a chance to see it. It's not a long, lengthy commitment. It's about eight episodes in total. But it may be something you want to check out. Critic, what's going on here? Yeah, 30 monedas. Now look, mm. this is crazy. <laughs> okay, oh. let's just let's just say it right up front, my friends. In the ver- the opening moment, because what I do, let me tell the the listeners, ref, what I do, because there's so much to watch for TV. I will start every new show. I'll start it and wait to stop. <laughs> I'll just go. I know at some point you ain't gonna make my list to review. Yeah. So I just started this to see, is this something where I need to spend time to watch the whole first episode at least? The opening scene, a man goes into a building, I won't tell you what kind, and starts shooting people up. I said, pause, I'll come back. (laughs) I said, wait a minute. Because he was getting shot too, but he kept going. All right. right. What was he after? And whose agent was he? Now, if you know your Bible and certain myths that come after the Bible, I won't be literal because I want you to discover it. You'll know what 30 coins symbolize. So it is that if you're thinking, wait, 30 coins, it sounds familiar. Is that something to do with the Bible? Yes. (laughs) 30 30 coins. Right. Uh, And what kind mm, of coin? mm, mm, mm. It ain't the coin everybody's talking about getting. I tell you that you don't want any one of these 30 coins. (laughs) Tell you that. You don't even want a tenth of one. <laughs> okay. Whoa. So we are in Spain and we go to this little town, really. And the uh, mayor has just been newly elected. Now, this mayor is played by Miguel Angel uh, Silvestre Ram- Rambla. Oh, yeah. Who he was actually in Sense Eight. So if you saw Sense Eight, he was in that. He was in Narcos as well, playing Paco, this new mayor of this town. He has a wife, and they are trying to start things off on the best foot. But something really weird happens. A strange birth in this town. I won't describe it. You'll see it. Nobody saw it coming. I'll tell you that. And this strange birth, they got to get down to the bottom of it. And someone involved in that is a veterinarian, Elena, played by Megan Montaner. Now, Elena, ain't, she ain't going to suffer no fools, but she might have to after what she saw. OK, so we have the mayor and the veterinarian try and get to get down to this mysterious birth. And the person seemingly at the center is the father. A new father in the town. Yes, Catholic priest. Padre Manuel Vergara, played by Eduardo Fernandez. Now, this man, we see him boxing. So, sweating, shirt off. What is going on with this man? And he does have a past that he's not quite open about. They get down to the, the bottom of it. And I'll just tell you, he is, was, will be, I don't know, an exorcist. But what's his relationship to the church now? What's his relationship to exorcism? Is he in on something? What is he hiding? So you have the veterinarian, the mayor, and the father 
Who are they working together, working against each other? What about the other people in their lives? And what's going to happen to this town? Because there is a malevolent presence that wants those coins. Now, let me tell you this as a review. What in the heyday? This is if you like uh, Pedro Amadovar's early work, especially his work with Penelope Cruz. If you like that. Okay. If you like Guillermo uh, del Toro's work. And if you like True Blood. Okay. Now, it doesn't have quite the same kind of arterial uh, expertise as Almodovar and del Toro, but it's it's closer to uh, True Blood and quality. But if you want this crazy experience that is mostly entertaining, the first two episodes of 30 Coins will fit the bill. You heard what it's about. You know if you like these kinds of stories. If you do and you like the work that I talked about, I would say certainly check it out. It's a trip. My question is going to be, ref, will it be a trip worth eight episodes? That I don't know yet. I don't even know what you had said. <laughs> That was a trip indeed listening to that. So, uh, you know, you lost me at uh, uh, True Blood. So uh, (laughs) 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 let's move on to something completely polar opposite. I mean, I don't know if you can get any more opposite than this, (laughs) but PBS has a new TV movie that's out called Elizabeth is Missing. (gasps) And this is something that I will definitely watch because um, it just looked interesting. Now, this is on Masterpiece. So you can watch it live. But if you have a, um, uh, you know, if you have a subscription that you have, you can watch it at any time. Right. So I think, I don't know, I don't, in other words, I don't know how sometimes they give you like two days mm-hmm. after something airs um, to watch it. So you, you're really going to have to, you know, hop on it if you uh, want to watch this. Regardless, it is um, directed by um, um, Aisling Walsh. Andrea Gibb wrote it, but it's based on Emma Healy's novel, uh, The Great Glinda Jackson is I don't know if I think she might be a dame I'm not she might not I don't know um she is you know heading us in Maggie Steed as well these are British actors and actresses so you I mean I we can go through this list and some of you are going to be like what <laughs> um so I'm not going to go any you know any further along I think you will reveal to us because you do such a great job of saying oh this person was in this so we may have to to rely on you for that now look, the little scene I saw, this mod woman, mm. she's a firecracker. And the question is, you know, she's looking for somebody. Who is she looking for? Uh, Elizabeth, she is. Her friend. She was supposed to meet her. Why didn't she show up? Was she even supposed to show up? What is mm. the real story going on here? And why is this woman such a firecracker? Like, what is her problem exactly and just you know uh glenda jackson she hasn't done a lot of work recently especially on screens um but she is 
she has been nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actress four times and won twice. Okay. So this is the kind of prodigious skill and talent we're dealing with here. And really, you don't need to know anybody else in this TV movie. It don't even matter. Now, let's get down to Miss Maud. Maud is a, a grandmother. She has lost her husband. She's living alone. She has a daughter who comes in and checks in on her because Maud is losing her memory. Uh, throughout the home, she has little notes, you know, close the door, that kind of stuff to help her out. And she has a friend, Elizabeth, whom she visits. And, you know, they like to garden together and that kind of thing. So uh, you'll see how all of this plays out. You're introduced to Maud. You get the lay of the land, all of that. And you know that Maud wants to be independent. Okay. Now, something happens where she goes to where she's supposed to meet Elizabeth. Elizabeth doesn't show up. Now you go, can we trust Maud? You know, all of that. But Maud does have a note written down to meet Elizabeth at this place. So you go, okay, maybe I can trust her. That's the question. And that's where the title comes from. She then goes to Elizabeth's house. Elizabeth isn't there. We see evidence that maybe something's up because Elizabeth's uh, uh, glasses, her eyeglasses are there. So she's like, she wouldn't leave her eyeglasses if she went somewhere. Now, (laughs) she goes to her daughter. The daughter is like, okay, mom, yeah, all right. You know, that kind of thing. You know, fine. She goes to the cops. One time she visits and, and well, the first time we see it and the guy's like, yeah, of course we know we're looking for her. Everybody is. Is he telling the truth? Oh. Is, is Elizabeth missing? Where is Elizabeth? What's going on with Elizabeth? Is there something more going on with Elizabeth and Maude? And this also involves Elizabeth's son, whom Maude is telling her daughter, we got to call him, got to call him. He's a, you know, he's a no good son, but we got to call him, see what happened to his mother. Do they reach him? What's his response when they do? Now, Maude also has a granddaughter who's her daughter's uh, daughter. Uh, And this granddaughter is very loving of her grandmother, very understanding of the situation. But you know, when it comes down to losing your memory with Alzheimer's in this case, how that can turn. So as you go through this movie, you start to see those different iterations moving through. Also throughout the movie, we see Maud as a young woman. She had an older sister who was newly married and something happened. What happened? You'll have to watch to find out. But does that have anything to do with Elizabeth is missing? Uh Uh-oh. Is there something that Maud can't remember that is vital here? Let me tell y'all something. When it comes to a TV movie, because that's what this is, this is about as best as you can get. Oh, okay. I was what? Glenda Jackson? (laughs) Ref later on in the year, (laughs) we will review the father, Anthony Hopkins. I hinted at it at AFI Fest. We'll come back to it. Another story of dementia. That's a film. This is a TV movie. As far as a TV movie goes, this is the equivalent of the father. Oh, oh, oh. 
Whoa. Now it's it's going to be straightforward, unlike the father. Straightforward, you're going to get the beats you'd expect a TV movie to give you with somebody who has dementia. But Glenda, ja- in the beginning, it's entertaining. I wasn't even sad. I this mod woman, I was like this woman. I want to talk to her, just see what she's going to say, what she's going to do. But then it does get sad, of course, as you get to the end. But it's earned. It is not. It is not a sadness that's like oh, you know, you feel like you're in the dumps and it's overwrought. No. Glenda Jackson is a genius here because the thing is, if you, this is what I want to, I want to do. If we want to figure out if somebody can act or not, give them somebody and not downplaying this, of course not. Give them somebody who has to have shifts in memory and see Mm. if they can do it because it forces you to be on objective. And that objective you have now might be completely different from the other one. And so we're trying to follow her and her daughter's like, okay, who are you talking about, mom? Is it this person? What? It's just so well done. So I will say if you are interested in this, if you're interested in the storyline, if you've had this kind of experience uh, and you're willing to go through it again, I think it would be a valid depiction of it. It would be one that uh, you wouldn't be unwelcome. Outside of that, though, if you just want to see a great performance on your TV, mm. then Elizabeth is missing is it. But remember, it is a TV movie. It's not for theaters. So you have to understand that quality wise, but it doesn't matter. I, I was thoroughly impressed by that and I'm glad that I watched it. Well, good gracious. I think I will be running to my uh, television set and definitely watch it. Now, remember, it's on PBS. Yeah. But you have maybe around two days to Mm -hmm. watch it if you don't have a subscription. But here's the thing. You can give as little as $5 a month. Yeah. And binge down all the PBS stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. A why watch that first look. Now you also got a chance to see the new movie called pieces of a woman. You can watch it if you have a netflix account i did not watch this i had a chance to but i didn't so i'm eager to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. it is directed by uh cornell mundru so okay what you know spanish i do not um cornell mundru so uh kata weber i don't think that's spanish actually no kata no, weber hungarian mm-hmm. it's it so is Hungarian. i was looking at the accent um kata weber uh uh, wrote it so she's an actress by the way um this cast though uh, 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 excuse me yeah we have the great ellen bernstein we have um she will soon be among the greats vanessa kirby and you're like oh i think i know that name yeah you do you know remember the first season of the crown she was margaret so yes. you you totally know who she is and Shia LaBeouf. Mm. Okay. All right. There he is, along with some very, I'm scrolling through here, some very recognizable people. Uh, this, I hear, is not the easiest of watches. Yeah. It's dealing with a specific subject matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should give as much so that we know what to do with that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And you're inviting it into your home. It is on Netflix uh, right now. So 
okay. And you might see it <laughs> when you go to Netflix right there to watch. So uh, Vanessa plays Martha, um, Shia plays Sean. Uh, they are partners and Martha is pregnant. She's about to give birth. Uh, Sean builds bridges of all things. So Shia LaBeouf is building bridges. Okay. Now they decide to have a home birth. And what happens is the person who's going to help them with this home birth is not available when Martha goes into labor. So they have to get someone else to come in. And this someone else is played by Molly Parker. Uh, now, Molly Parker, you know her when you see her. Brilliant actress, knows what she's doing, and so many different things. Currently now lost in space, the mom and that. She was in House of Cards and so on. So she comes in, and in this movie, I, I think someone said, I, and I think it's true because I kind of watched the clock. It's like a 20-minute sequence of home birth. Okay? Mm-hmm. From the, the pain, you know, all of that water breaking, calling to giving birth, which you see. Okay, let's be clear. So we see this and it's a home birth and it has complications, but I won't tell you exactly how it goes. Okay. It's not, everything is not going to be what you think. Now, in the end of this, there is a tragedy. Uh, They, they do not, uh, they, the baby does not survive. I won't tell you exactly how that goes down. The baby does not survive, unfortunately. So then it's called Pieces of a Woman. So after that, there are pieces to Martha. Can she put them back together? And then it comes in into dealing with everybody around her. Sean, of course, her partner. How does he respond to that? Her mother, played by Ellen Burstyn. How she responds. Now, early on, we see that she buys them a car because they're starting this new family, a minivan. She buys it, not Sean. What does Sean Mm. think about that? What does mom think about that? Right? She also, Martha has a sister who's involved. She has a cousin played by Sarah Snook. Now, Sarah Snook, the dressmaker, remember that ref, the dressmaker? Yes, I do. (laughs) Now, most people will know Sarah from Succession. Mm. She is the daughter in succession. That's all I got to say. Okay. She's a cousin. She's a lawyer. So, Uh yeah. So there is a lawsuit here. Who's being, not a lawsuit. There is a criminal case. Who's on trial? Well, she's prosecuting. Oh, okay. Okay. But is she doing something more? That's the question. So I won't give all of that away. So as we go through leading up to this trial, we see again how everyone's coping, but really what's going on with Martha. Will she behave the way you expect? Is there a way to expect any mother to behave when this kind of thing happens? Now, if you're going to watch this, in my opinion, then it's got to be worth it. Meaning it has to be Excellent, because this is a lot to take. Mm. You don't have a lot of relief here. You don't. Again, you have this like 20 minute birth sequence. You have other stuff going on. And my theme for the year is objective. Go after something. Don't simply emote. And I'm going to tell you, we don't always get that here. Sometimes we pause and let people experience their emotions 
I'm not here for that. The emotion is the byproduct of the objective. Now, Ellen Burstyn, <laughs> objective. <laughs> he might be crying, but she's not. This is the point, everybody. If you're like, what is he talking about? When Ellen Burstyn cries, it is not to cry. Her focus is on getting what her character needs in the scene. The crying is a byproduct. Mm -hmm. She's not going as an actor because you and I are actors. We know you can be in a moment and go, ooh, I have a good cry coming. That's not her thought. <laughs> and you know it. You know it, Ref. You've been in scenes with actors. You go, you're milking it. Yeah. <laughs> you are not here with me as a scene right. partner. You are in your own world. Okay? That ain't Ellen Burson. That ain't Ellen Burson. Oh, Ellen Burson is with the scene partner going, this is what I need. Uh, maybe we'll talk about your honor again, Ref, when that concludes. When Marva Martindale shows up in that show, she shows everybody how to do objective. Okay? So... Thank you, Ellen Burstyn, for that. I mean, it's just great. Even hearing the way Ellen Burstyn's voice is now, it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's just wonderful to listen to. Vanessa Kirby as Martha, internal performance that is not solely emotive. That's what I appreciated about it. She doesn't really say a lot at all times. It's a lot just watching her after this tragedy occurs. But you can see she's trying to find something that's not what everybody else wants from her. So you'll see what that is. And when she got to go there, uh, she does. The scenes with her and Ellen were the best. Yeah. They were the best. Now, Sarah Snook does what Sarah Snook does. It's not really a big thing. But, you know, she comes in and, you know, you go, okay, I know it's her. Molly Parker is brilliant. She's brilliant. And she ain't got a lot to say either. This is what I'm talking about, but I do have to go to Shia LaBeouf. Now, Shia, we know, is having all kinds of things off camera that we ain't going to get into. You all can deal with that if you'd like. I am a critic of this film. And what I will say as an actor is Shia is an emoter. He is a lingerer in emotions, and he's brilliant at it. He will show you the cover of the book and the innards of emotive acting. If you want to know how to do it, go to his class because you can't do it better. But that's not what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in your experience as an actor. Okay. You will see body parts. That's what I'm telling you. I didn't need it. I didn't need it. That's all I'm saying. It didn't add to it. It is this experience of this emotion. If you're going to take me there, you better be brilliant. And that wasn't it. So that's what I'm laying down for all of you, everybody. So it is a mixed bag here. The question for you is, with this kind of subject matter, is that mixed bag enough? This is the kind of thing, Ref, and we saw it, that if you're at a film festival, people will go, oh, did you see that? Yeah, you know, it was brave and that kind of thing. All right. But for most people who don't go in those circles, they don't need bravery. They need a reason to bring this into their home. For some people, this will do it. I mentioned some of those performances. For others, I know you'll start it and go, I saw that, but did I need to? Yeah, so this is available. This is our first look take. It's already available on Netflix. And you know what I want to do? I, I We're all adults. I do want to caution, though. Um, I, I think you should, if, if, if you know someone who 
may have experienced not that experience but mm-hmm. um you know just you just maybe maybe let everybody know what it's about yeah. before we flip it on because it sounds like just from listening to you that it may not be for the normal scavenger kind of look on Netflix you know oh no. ooh, I like her she's great Let- Shia oh, okay let's click on that just give your you know if you if you're within a room with someone you've just listened to this review just give everybody a heads up just to make sure everybody's on the same page to want to watch something about this particular kind mm-hmm. of loss so there you have it we have covered everything from the ruta to the tuta <laughs> as 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 the folks back home say <laughs> and you will have a lot of options to balance your lovely mind during this crazy time thanks for listening for additional resources visit whywatchthat.com good idea and we'd love to hear from you so go ahead and leave comments feedback and you can rate us on itunes we'll see you next week see you